What is the state of mobile security at organizations today? And what are their biggest concerns as they strive to address it? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. We just conducted our first mobile security study, and I'm discussing the topic today and our survey results with a foremost mobile security expert, Malcolm Harkins, Chief Security and Privacy Officer with Intel. Malcolm, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Malcolm, you and I have both had a chance to look over the results and discuss them some. What stands out to you as being chief among organizations' top mobile security concerns? You know, the, the big things that stand out are, are really kind of data security and uh, the device security. So, you know, are you really kind of protecting those critical pieces of information that you might be creating on the device or you might be consuming on that device? Malcolm, one of the things that jumped out at me was that we still see a lot of company-issued mobile devices among our respondents. What does that tell you about the state of the BYOD trend that you certainly have experienced for years now? Well, I think, I think it can tell us a couple things. Different organizations obviously have different tolerances for work activities. And it could be just a, uh, uh, an organizational culture that um, signifies that if somebody needs to do a, a job or needs to have certain capabilities to execute a role, that the organization is going to provide that to them. Um, and that could just be an organizational dynamic and an organizational culture that, that's driving still a, a, a decent percentage of company-provided um, devices in this space. I want to ask you about some specific survey results. And one was, as you talked about, data security. The respondents say, by about an 80%, 81% clip, that their security for content is poor to adequate. How can they immediately improve this result so they've got more confidence in their data security? Well, I think the, the, the thing that they have to do, and I think this is more broadly across the entire spectrum beyond just the content, is establishing a cross-functional kind of mobile governance view of this so that you can understand the dynamics of what the business is trying to achieve, construct, you know, the picture of the risk issues that you're doing that are fast changing because the mobile market is, is evolving quickly, the threats and vulnerabilities there are evolving quickly, and the usage models are evolving. So you kind of have to have that kind of oversight that's continuing to uh, kind of learn, act, and iterate um, not only on um, what you're doing but where you're going with it. And I think, you know, portions of that is, you know, will give you that situational awareness so that way you can um, focus on um, is it a app security issue that you need to work in a particular category? Is it the encryption? Is it the identity and access management? So that you can kind of get into the uses and where the company is trying to achieve value with the, the mobile device proliferation. And then based upon that value, you know, focus your, your risk tolerances there. One of the things that jumped out at me, as we see in every security survey, the respondents talk about the issue of user awareness. And here I was a little surprised. I mean, certainly it's an area that they want to take care of. But currently, 36% of our respondents have got no awareness programs whatsoever for mobile. You've got experience here. What type of awareness program and what frequency of awareness program works best with this customer base? 
Well, for us, what we've done is, you know, there's certainly mobile-specific items that we've done, but we integrated into our broad awareness efforts. And I think, you know, the more you can integrate it into broader awareness efforts and then do very specific items targeting the mobile users and targeting the specific uh, work that they're doing, the more applicable it is to them. I think you can talk about, you know, with those mobile devices having location-based services turned on or off and how that could affect um, not only um, getting access to services that could be beneficial, but the risk it could create for the employee um, in terms of sharing too much information versus, you know, social sites and, and updating where they're at and, and what they're doing and that type of thing. And so for us, it is really kind of that situational awareness that I mentioned earlier and making sure that you are recognizing and getting your employees to recognize it's not the same old compute model, it's not the same old security model, and, you know, you've got to have your users be more uh, cognizant of that and what tools you can provide to help protect them and protect the company's assets. What do you find to be effective media for awareness, Malcolm? Are we talking about sit-down sessions with HR or security? Are we talking about uh, documents you push out to the populace, webinars they attend? What's the the media of choice today? Um, For us, it's a combination of, of communication mechanisms and media. Some of them are in uh, online training type classes where even if we're talking about, you know, the the broad aspects of information security or privacy or other risk-related items, we highlight the growing uh, mobile items. So that way in the broad-based items, they they see some uh, specific things related to mobility. In the targeted space, there might be targeted awareness articles, email blasts. There can be when you're getting your phone and you're getting your updates um, towards it, reminders, so that you've kind of got um, something where the user is initiating the, let's say, an upgrade to their mobile device, that you do a reminder towards them around that new device, around the app they're downloading, um, and again, hitting kind of that just-in-time focus items for them. We're talking about third-party apps now. It surprised me a bit since we're all aware of the potential dangers from unknown third-party applications. Almost half of our respondents don't restrict the use of third-party apps in any way. What's the appropriate level of protection for organizations here? Well, I, you know, I think it's, it's dependent upon the organization itself. You know, the third-party apps is, you know, certainly growing um, and grown significantly in the mobile space. But third-party apps are also in the traditional um, PC uh, laptop space as well. And so depending upon the organizational stance around do they allow third-party apps on their PCs and laptops, if they do, then you're probably likely to see them on um, their mobile devices as well. Uh, If they don't allow them and there's restricted administration rights, and, and on your PC or laptop, you only have the applications that the organization provides for you to do your job, then I I know in some cases with some discussions with peers, they've tried that similar model on their small form factor devices, but that certainly doesn't necessarily work in a BYO setting because in that BYO setting, you know, I own the device. I've already probably have my own applications and my own things on it, and then I'm integrating it to the enterprise. 
So I think it, it's it's different, and in particular the BYO I think complicates that for organizations that would have potentially had more restrictive um, application policies. There are a couple of other areas that jumped out at me as security concerns from our respondents. One was identity and access management. From your experience, what do you find works best for organizations today when it comes to identity and access management with these small form factor devices? Well, you know, it, it's a challenge, right? Doing a strong PIN and and that type of authentication, though we all do it and we all have it in our policies and stuff, it does become complicated for, I think, many users to put in their PINs with the frequency or lock the device or just to get access to make a, a certain phone call or to look up a contact to make up a call. They've got to put in the PIN. So, you know, the ideal world is to, you know, understand that level of security and hopefully do it in a way that doesn't hinder the user experience. But I do think identity and access management is also quickly starting to evolve where you can get a higher level of of security um, with things like one-time passwords and near-field communications and other items that those mobile devices can actually aid in the authentication to your enterprise and deliver you a higher level of security. Um, Many organizations and many institutions, uh, even for consumers, you can get uh, a text to your phone uh, in order to reset a password or get a one-time password sent to your phone to log into a a higher, um, more restricted uh, area within an enterprise or an application. And so I think if you can integrate the mobility into your identity and access management platform as an organization, um, I think you can leverage the mobility um, to enhance the user experience as well as deliver likely a better level of security down the road. And Malcolm, let's talk about anti-malware protection. We already know from experience that organizations aren't having a lot of success getting their users to update their antivirus protections on mobile devices. And we see from this survey that there aren't many organizations, certainly not enough, that are restricting the use of certain third-party applications. Again, what works best for organizations when it comes to anti-malware protection, understanding that mobile malware is on the rise? Yeah, it's definitely, I think, um, an area that's going to continue to evolve, and mobile malware is definitely on the rise, and, and, and rogue applications are definitely on the rise. I think organizations, you know, they need to keep the hygiene up on the system. So those routine updatings of the operating system and um, the other software components to keep the device free, as free as possible from vulnerabilities and keeping it kind of hygiene clean from that perspective is certainly key um, to reduce the potential for malware. But that's not sufficient, and I think growingly organizations are going to have to adopt anti-malware capabilities on their mobile devices and connect that back into their corporate threat management response processes and essentially look at those mobile devices as the computers that they are and that they're becoming and integrate that into their um, traditional PC laptop anti-malware strategies and uh, antivirus 
intrusion detection type systems, though I think it's going to certainly be different on the devices in terms of the footprint, but they've got to start integrating them into those type of business practices that exist in their IT organizations. Final question for you, Malcolm. We see pretty clearly from the survey results that organizations are struggling with data security, they're struggling with device security, user awareness, and application security. Based on your experience, what's your advice to organizations that are struggling on getting a handle on mobile security? I think the the challenge of getting a handle on mobile security, and I think you called out all the key items, you really kind of have to sit down and understand the security architecture of your mobile platform and where you want to head with it. And then you've got to look at it and create kind of a a 12 to 18 month action plan. Because again, this, this area is evolving quickly. And so I think you have to create that action plan, continue to build competencies around mobile security and mobile application security, And, again, as I already mentioned, making sure that you're connecting it into your hopefully existing IT practices around keeping your network and your PCs and your laptops secure. So that way those business processes that have kept your enterprise uh, reasonably secure are getting evolved and adapting to the mobile device uh, security matters Um, Because you kind of have to work it from a business process perspective. You have to work it from the tools and technologies you're using um, to protect the device and the applications and the data. And then, as we've already talked about, you have to to do it as well at that training and awareness level with the end users. And all of those things need to evolve, and you need to stay on top of them. For organizations that don't have the resources internally, where can they turn for help? I think there's a number of places they can turn for help. There's certainly a number of, of mobile security reports that are out there that are getting published. I think the survey that we've discussed gives a level of awareness um, for folks. There are different industry organizations that, uh, even if you were at the recent RSA conference back in February, that have a lot of mobile tracks now, and I would imagine growing forward, Um, You can look at other industry associations like uh, the Information Risk Executive Council or ISACA that does information systems and audit uh, type work. You can uh, look at, you know, the the big uh, players in uh, mobile device security and their publications and their tools and technology. So I think, you know, honestly, just even getting on the Internet and doing some searching um, and getting those type of, reports, looking at what other companies are doing and how they're evolving it. You can learn from others is probably a a good way. Reaching out to peers and fellow travelers, I think, again, is another um, fantastic way to um, learn and understand um, and then kind of assess your maturity relative to other organizations and where you see a gap, figure out how to fix it. Malcolm, as always, I appreciate your time and your insights. Thank you. Thank you. The topic has been mobile security. I've been talking with Malcolm Harkins, Chief Security and Privacy Officer with Intel. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.